So we've been asking these questions. Are there many ways to God? Uh, are we living in the end times? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why is Christianity split into so many different denominations? And are there really shapes and clouds? This one seems to elicit great answers. I love the guy that was scared. I just feel like he's scared. The guy with the backpack, blue t-shirt, black backpack. Are we living? No, 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 no. He said no like 20 times. No, 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 no. In the back of his mind going, I hope not. And I love that one lady. Rapture's coming. But those are kind of the variances of answers that you get. You get from the people that say, yes, absolutely, to the people that go, nah. Things are bad right now, but that's stupid. Are we living in the end times? Yes. That's the answer. Yes, we are. Guess what? We've been living in the end times ever since Jesus went and reunited with the Father. We've been living in the end times for thousands of years now. I was at a conference uh, this past week in Atlanta... And it was about the church and the culture and the future. And this, this futurist came out and gave a talk. And his name was Kevin Kelly. He uh, created uh, Wired Magazine, I think. Some of you might be familiar with it. But he's also a futurist. And he sat down and he took a look at Christianity and where the future of Christianity is going to be. And in the next thousand years, what are the, the greatest issues that will confront Christianity And he said, in order to really look at this, I wanted to go back a thousand years and see what people were looking at 13 generations ago, because a thousand years is just 13 generations. And so he went back a thousand years and he looked and he said, you know what? Every year, people thought the world was going to end. Every year, somebody said the world is going to end. And guess what? They were wrong every single time. He said that will continue to be one of the issues that Christianity faces because it is coming. There's that great song, people get ready, Jesus is coming. Now you all know I don't lead worship, but people get ready, Jesus is coming. The question of is he coming is not really even a question. It's when. Matthew chapter 24. I was just going to read a very small snippet of it, but I might read more than you care to hear, but it's God's word, so you better care to hear it. The disciples ask him, basically, when's the world going to end? And he says, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Messiah. They will lead many astray. I'm at verse 6. And wars will break out, near and far, but don't panic. Yes, these things must come, but the end won't follow immediately. The nations and kingdoms will proclaim war against each other, and there will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all this will be only the beginning of the horrors to come. Sounds like a pleasant time to live. Then you'll be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You'll be hated all over the world because of your allegiance to me. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will lead many people astray. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. But those who endure the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world. So that all the nations will hear it. And then finally, 
the end will come. He goes on, he says a few more things, and then down at uh, verse 36, he says this, However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. I love to hear people say, and you can get online and find someone who's going to tell you when the world will end. I love that. I got online and I googled end times, signs of the end of the world and different things, and just millions and millions of hits came back. And I spent all week looking through all millions and millions of them. Not really, I just took a few. There's so so much comedy that's out there, really. There is a, a site called raptureready.com, preparing you for the rapture to come. And they have this rapture index. And basically what this rapture index is, is think of the Dow Jones. You're trading in futures, right? You're going up, I'm going to sell, buy low, sell high, all these different things. And basically they have a rapture index of famines and floods and war and what's Russia doing and what's Iran doing and all these different categories. And they give them numerical values. And the rapture index goes up and it goes down depending on how these things do. And the closer we get to 160 is the closer we get to the end of the world. Or in their terminology, hold on to your seat. Yeah, that's what they said. It is like lower numbers, it's a low prophecy. Middle numbers, middle, then you've got your high prophecy. And then it was, hold on to your seat. I guess that means Jesus is coming. Things are going to get crazy. But the number is 160 on the little rapture index thing. And we've already hit 163 this year. So it's got to be close, according to the rapture index. There's all kinds of stuff out there. I found this six pages of prophetic signs that have been given in throughout the text. And let me tell you, the end of the world is talked about a lot in here, in the text. It is found all through the text. Signs of the end times. Things to look for. Daniel talks about it. Numbers talks about it. James. Paul talks about it. The Gospels talk about it. Revelation talks about it. It's everywhere throughout the text. But I fall back on no one knows the time except God. I think that, I mean, it just, it cracks me up. We just had a tornado and, and, and floods and different things going on down in Piedras Negras, which is resulting in famine. There's famine all over Africa. Wars are going all over everywhere. There is war. If you look through what Jesus says here, a lot of these things are coming true. But they've come true before. They were true back when the entire world was at war. And there was famine going on. Prophetic messages were being delivered. It was true back then. And I'm sure it was true many times since Jesus left. My whole point in all of this is forget about this stuff. You will never know the day or the time that Jesus is coming back. You just got to know that he is. That last lady says, it may happen an hour from now. And if it does, I know that I will have enjoyed this moment. It's kind of a nice sentiment. Because the rapture could happen now. Wouldn't that have been freaky if some of y'all sat and people gone right beside you? Now. 
I was going to do that all throughout the sermon, but I thought that would get old. I was going to put a clock up behind me too, which I thought would be funny, but some of you might not. The question is, are you ready? Are you ready for it? You know, I, I used to be scared of a lot of things, but I'm not anymore. I'm still a little nervous about small places, but like getting on a plane, we flew a few times and we had a little turbulence and stuff. And the people that were next to me, I'm not going to mention their names because I know them and you know them, were nervous about the flight. And I looked over and they were holding hands and it was very cute and a lovely moment. And, and I know people that have fear of flying and I know that's a very real fear. And when I was a kid, we flew a lot. I've been flying since I was just a little kid. And for some reason, it never bothered me, but I know it bothers people. And I think, what's the worst thing that could happen? You get to meet Jesus. Ain't so bad. You know, if I, if I go down and crash right now, I will feel great sorrow for my wife and my child. But to tell you the truth, <laughs> I'll be with Jesus. You know, it doesn't matter when the end of the world is coming because there's an end for all of us that might happen before the end of the world. That's the one you should be more a little bit aware of because it's coming. From the moment we're born, each one of us has a little time clock and that clock is set to a certain amount of time and it's counting down. It's kind of a bummer and a downer to hear on a Sunday morning. Let's rejoice, we're all going to die. But if you know Jesus, if you've accepted Jesus into your heart, if you believe in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, rejoice because one day you will leave this place. You will leave the wars. You will leave the famine and the floods and the hardship and the pain and the sickness. And you will be reunited, reunited with your Creator. As Jenna and I have walked through all that we have with our daughter Grace... I know that regardless of what happens for the rest of her life, she one day will be with Jesus. So I try not to worry about it. I worry, but I try not to worry about it as much. Because I know that one day, regardless, if the worst case scenario that the doctors have laid out for us happens, I know one day that that will end. I know one day that she will be healed. I know one day that she will be perfect in Christ. She comes face to face with him. The end of the world is coming. You can't look at the news and the internet and all the different things and say, it's rolling down this way. But you can read the text. You can read the Bible and see that Jesus said, I'm coming back for you. One day I'm going to come back for you and take you to be with me. If you just believe. The end of the world has been used to bully a lot of people into knowing Christ. Knowing Christ, I will say, because I don't think it's a true knowledge of Him. For years and years, and even today, people, hellfire and brimstone, turn or burn. They just spit venom out at you and say, if you don't do this, you're going to burn in hell for the rest of eternity. Because the end of the world is coming and you've got to be ready. That's not what I'm trying to say, kind of. The end is coming when, I don't know, frankly, 
don't really care. Now, some of you might be a little more conservative theologically than I am and be going, well, you know, this is something that we should study. Yeah, maybe, but I'm more concerned about how I'm living my life right now in this moment. Am I living it for Christ? Am I doing everything I can to be who he has created me to be? Because if I am, when the end comes, whoo, baby, it's going to be a party time. That's what it's all about. I mean, we could... This question, are we living in times, could be really looked at in depth, and people do it a lot. And really study it. You could take the book of Revelation and spend years looking into it. There's that whole left behind series of books that are out there that you could just read through and watch the movie with Kirk Cameron as the star. Remember Kirk Cameron from Growing Pains? He's now saving the world for God. You could spend so much time trying to pinpoint things and trying to look and place countries. And there was one time I remember in high school, somebody was talking about when the bear and the eagle come together. The bear and the eagle are symbols in the Bible. The bear being the Soviet Union, the eagle being the United States. When we started mending relationships, that was a time the end of the world was coming. Like that lady said when people were telling her when she was eight years old, didn't happen. But it's coming. Now, <laughs> had to get one more in. But quite honestly, it's all about knowing Christ. It's all about having a relationship with the Son. That's what it's all about. The rest of this stuff doesn't matter. So the question is, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? At this conference, they were talking about the fate of Christianity in the years to come. And, and they, this Kevin Kelly was t- talking about all these different movements of Christianity and, and what's going to happen to us. You know, I mean, he's just guessing and he said all predictions are wrong. I thought, you're in a kind of a bad industry, aren't you, fella? You're never right. But he was talking about how right now in not my generation, but the one below me, so few people believe in Jesus Christ. There's so few people that have latched onto a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're missing a generation. We've sacrificed a generation on the altar of our own preferences, some say, because we won't speak to them in a way that they hear the word of God. We're missing them. We need to tell people about Christ. We need to tell people about how it is to live in a relationship with a loving father, a savior, a creator. I don't know what your life has been like since you've accepted Christ, but mine has been incredible. It has not always been wonderful. I have not made millions and millions of dollars. I have not had everything that I've wanted come to me. I have had pain. I have had sorrow. I have had heartache. But I would not trade any of it because I have peace in my life. Even through the darkest of moments, I know that there is a light there. I have a hope that is greater than any hope in the world. And I didn't have that before. I was lost and spinning 
and searching and reaching for things that I could never grasp hold of. We need to tell people about that. We can't keep this a secret. We can't hold it to ourselves and inside these walls. We've got to bust these walls down and walk up to people and say, Do you know Jesus? I mean, seriously. I'm not saying we all go stand out on the sidewalk like that lady and hold up the sign saying the end of the world is coming. But you do it through your relationships. You do it through the people you know. If somebody asks you a question, you start talking to them about it. We were walking back to our hotel from the conference center, and this man came up to us, and he was carrying a bag, and it was in downtown Atlanta. And he said he was a black man, and and we're five white people walking. He goes, you people don't look like you hate black people. And we're like, no, (laughs) we don't. We're just walking by. Thanks for, you know, seeing that on us, I guess. He said, and he was holding this white object, and we couldn't tell what it was at first. And he goes, my name's Bob. You know, I just, I just recently moved to Atlanta, and I'm trying to, I make these flutes out of PVC pipe. It was a PVC pipe flute. And I'm trying to sell them. I'm living in the YMCA and, and all this stuff. And he started talking about karma. You know, I, I just feel that karma is good and, you know, come back to you and all that stuff. And I kind of, well, he played the flute for us, which incidentally, PVC pipe flutes sound wonderful. In case you're ever wondering. But I kind of walked on a little bit. But one of the ladies that was with us stopped and talked with him. She bought a flute, first off, for $30. They're expensive PVC pipes, too. But she talked to him about it. She just opened up a conversation with him. It's those moments that come to you when God's saying, just ask him. Well, have you ever thought about Jesus? Do you know about God? That same night, we were in a restaurant, and the waiter came up to us and asked us what we were doing. Are you with the concrete convention? There's a concrete convention going on. That's not his opening line for everyone, I guess. Nope, we're at a church conference. Oh, really? I kind of believe in a lot of gods. Really? Well, have you ever heard about Jesus? And she sat there, same lady, and just talked to him. For a long, after the rest of us went upstairs to get ready for the evening session, she stayed there and talked with him. That's what it's about, is seeing the windows that God opens and taking advantage of that. I guess that's not really the right way to say it. But. Are we living in the end times? Yeah. Yes, we are. The clock's on countdown, if you will. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you don't have to worry about it. It could happen right now. Or now. Or maybe it won't happen until long after you are gone and have already met with Christ face to face. Do you know Jesus Christ? That's the question. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for this gift of life that you've given us. This gift of freedom. Freedom from death. Freedom from questions and uncertainty about where we are going. 
Lord Jesus, we, we ask that you would just fill in our hearts and our souls and our minds the knowledge of you, the peace that comes with knowing you. So that we don't worry about questions like, are we living in the end times? Because, Lord, if we know you, if we have our relationship with you, we live above that. We live above that. Lord, I pray that you would open the hearts and minds of all here. That if they have never known you or never met you, that they would do so. That they would ask you into their life that they would surrender themselves to you and experience the freedom that comes, the relationship, the knowledge of you. Lord, I pray that you would embolden those of us who know you to go deeper in our walks with you, to have the courage to open our lives so that others may experience your love and your grace through us. Lord, release us from the fear that comes with living in this world. Give us the freedom and knowledge of you. Amen.